for the weekend. He's out of town, and I am not preaching today, but I have the honor and privilege of introducing a wonderful friend of ours here at the North Jersey Vineyard Church. Mike Tergiano is going to be preaching for us today. We're continuing our series, uh, the Spiritual Warfare series, and Mike just has an amazing message um, in store for us today. So if you don't know Mike, uh, he's a wonderful friend. Um, he's been a part of this church pretty much from the beginning, um, also a pastor, leader, mentor in the, in the wider vineyard movement uh, for a very long time. So we are just so, so blessed to have Mike with us today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sue. Well, good morning, and good morning to all you that are tuning in on, online this morning. It's good to be here always. Uh, this, the North Jersey Vineyard is like a second home for my wife and I. <clears throat> I get to the, I have the privilege of serving here, uh, coaching uh, um, the staff uh, in the back. You know, I'm, my role is uh, in the background. But I get to talk to you every once in a while, and I love that, you know. And um, today, I want to um, uh, continue uh, talking about spiritual warfare. Uh, we've been talking about the subject of spiritual warfare, uh, and for those of you who are just joining in this week, um, let me just give you a thumbnail cat, uh, to help you catch up to where we're at, okay? There is an invisible war raging around us, even at this very moment. Unseen, unheard, yet felt throughout every aspect of our lives. It's a war between spiritual forces of good and evil. And it's being fought on the battlefields of our hearts and our minds. And it's a battle over who gets to control us. The Bible tells us, however, that we are not defenseless. Jesus has come by his death and resurrection, has conquered evil. He's given us all that we need to stand strong against this enemy. And so, in this series, we've been uh, looking at the specific instructions in God's word on how to fight and defend ourselves in this war, okay? And so today, I want to talk about resisting the devil. Resisting the devil. When the subject of spiritual warfare comes up, the first thing that usually comes to most Christians' mind is um, the armor of God, right? You know, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the word, all that. But there's something that's even more basic, more fundamental than the armor of God. 
It's the essential prerequisite of humility. James wrote in his letter, So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Peter echoes James' sentiment in his letter to us. He wrote, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up and honor you. You see, in English... The word pride carries a variety of meanings, doesn't it? Everything from self-centeredness to self-respect. But when the Bible talks about pride, it's referring to something destructive, something disrespectful. See? It's the forceful promotion of self and the insistence of one's own rights. Pride is arrogance and self-importance. Pride and selfishness go together. Pride produces selfishness and is therefore the root of all evil. C.S. Lewis wrote, Pride is the mother hen under which all other sins are hatched. God hates pride. And uh, he opposes the proud because no other evil more opposes him and his good intentions for our life. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride destroys relationships. It alienates us from God. It separates us from his life, and his protection. Pride obstructs his work of grace in our lives. You know, to the proud, God's will is something bad. God's will is an infringement on personal rights. How dare you tell me to do this? Who... Who do you think you are? I'm in charge. Pride leads us to feel like we can do for ourselves all that has to be done. And in the case of spiritual warfare, this means we don't need God to protect us. Pride believes that we can fight for ourselves. Big, big 
mistake. You see, pride is the devil's most destructive device in spiritual warfare. He uses pride to trap us. See, because that's when we're the most exposed, and that's when we're the most vulnerable to his attacks. He uses pride to gain a foothold in our lives. Pride can even be an open door to demonic influence. When we open ourselves to pride, we're leaving us, we become like defenseless sheep without a shepherd, waiting to be eaten by a prowling lion. Again, Peter wrote, stay alert. Watch out for your, your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone, anyone to devour. And let me tell you, when, when Peter was writing that, I bet you he had in mind something he knew a lot about. When he wrote these words, he must have been thinking about his most crushing personal failure in his life. Just before Jesus was arrested, <clears throat> He pridefully boasted that he would lay down his life and defend Jesus. He said, even if all the rest of the disciples fall away, I will not. I'll defend you, Jesus. When Peter proudly blew his own horn that he'd, he'd play the hero... The trap was set. A few short hours later, in a courtyard right outside where Jesus was on trial, he foolishly went up against Satan with nothing but his own misguided sense of confidence. And he faced off against the savage beast with a pea shooter and got eaten alive, denying Jesus not once, but three times. Now, the only way to, to avoid the devil's pride trap is by cultivating humility. See? Pope Francis stated this, when the devil is unleashed, humility is our only weapon. In other words, practicing humility is spiritual worship. Uh, sorry, spiritual warfare. Before we jump into battle, there's a foundational attitude that we must have. We must 
be humble. It's the first weapon in our spiritual arsenal. Without humility, none of the armor of God works. Let me say that again. Without humility, none of the armor works. Humility sets the stage for resisting. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Humbling ourselves, submitting, surrendering, letting go, and trusting instead. Humbling ourselves and resisting go hand in hand. Humble, resist. They go together. See? Because when the devil attacks, submitting to God is itself an act of resistance. This is how we draw near to God. And as we submit ourselves to God, he draws near to us, and our resistance to the devil's temptations grows stronger and stronger. And the devil loses that whatever foothold he's been trying to gain. You see, the devil can't operate in the presence of God. So when we run to God's throne of grace, the devil can't follow us there. He has to flee. This kind of humility is our first line of defense. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I remember, well, the first time this truth became real to me. I come out of a, of a drug background. I was a heroin addict that ended up in a, a rehab program as a young man. And that's where I, I met Jesus. And that's where I gave my life to Jesus. See? I was a brand new believer in early recovery on my first visit home on a weekend pass in the Bronx, where I grew up, in a housing project where I I, I grew up. And I was told that in no uncertain terms was I to test myself. I I was not to go near anything that might stir up a craving for drugs. I was to stay away from my old hangouts. I was to stay away from the dealers I knew. I was to stay away from all of my drug-using friends. But like Peter, I was full of foolish pride. I wanted to play the hero. And I wanted to save all my drug addict friends. 
right? The trap was set. And so I went to a friend's apartment. I was going to witness for Jesus. Tell my story. But it was a drug hangout. Where all, you know, one by one, friends showed up looking to get high. Looking to score and get high. I was a dead duck. You know? <clears throat> An age-old diabolical struggle between pride and humility was about to be fought on the battlefield of my mind. And as I sat there, sure enough, out came the drugs, and one by one, my friends started shooting up right in front of me. I could feel, I could taste my resolve melting away. Peer pressure, my old tormentor that had always bullied me into making dangerous decisions came flooding over me. I didn't want to give in, but the feeling of needing to fit in and be accepted was overwhelming. And I was being offered free drugs. I was on the edge of a cliff, stripped of my prideful fantasy of being a hero. I was going to get high, and I, I just knew it. I didn't want to. I had to. It, it was a hopeless feeling. And so, in, 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 in silent desperation, I, I prayed to myself. Because I was ashamed of what was going on. I, 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 I played this game before. I've been there. And so I, I, I said, Jesus, help me. And suddenly, another voice spoke from someplace deep inside of me. Well, get up and walk out. I thought, it can't be that easy. I can do that? You know? But, As I surrendered to that voice, I somehow was able to get up and walk out to the confused astonishment to everyone there in that apartment, uh, including myself. Before I knew it, I was out out in the street. What happened? I had faced my enemy, and for the first time, I was able to say no. For the first time, I was able to overcome the feelings of insecurity, painful insecurity that had enslaved me. 
that was a landmark moment, man, in my life. I look back, that was when I realized Jesus is for real. I, I hadn't read James or Peter. I knew nothing of the Bible. I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare. But without realizing it, the Holy Spirit had come to my rescue and walked me through the three heart uh, attitudes that are essential to victory over the devil. Submit, surrender, resist, and draw near. And, you know, 50 years later, I now thank God every day for the simplicity of what he asks of me to do. Simple, quiet fellowship with him. Submit, resist, and draw near have, be, have remained my uncomplicated and effective battle plan. You see? For whenever I face trials and temptations, submit, resist, draw near. But, but moreover, bigger than that, is that these three attitudes, submit, resist, draw near, <coughs> have taken me well beyond warfare. It's become the blueprint for my entire relationship with Christ. Now I start each day by humbly submitting myself. Here I am today. I give myself to you. Resisting the pull of, of self-sufficiency that we all have, and drawing near to him. I do it every day. I do it several times a day. See, this keeps me, this keeps Jesus at the center of my life while holding, you know, holding my, my sinful, independent nature, my ego, my my prideful self-sufficiency in check. See? This is how I abide in Christ and stand firm in my faith. See? This is not to say I live a sin sinless life. None of us do. But I'm a lot less vulnerable when the devil comes at me, tries to test me, tries to tempt me. Now, you might, you know, some of you might be saying to yourself, interesting talk, Mike. Hmm, something to think about. You know, very nice. I like your accent. I like the way you handle it. You made me laugh. You made me think. Good talk. But pride isn't my problem. 
Think again. We're all, if you are human, we're all susceptible to the sin of pride. Pride is ingrained in our sinful human natures. We were born with it. Our first parents passed it on to us back in the garden. That's why there's so many warnings against pride in the Bible. Pride is a trap that can hide behind lots of masks. See? It could hide behind independent things that we applaud, things that we admire as a culture. Independence, boldness, ambition, stubbornness, zealousness. It can even hide behind false humility. <laughs> it's, pride is there. Whenever you're tempted to turn away from God and indulge your ego, whenever you, know, you, know, you need to get your own way, pride is there you know, when you take matters into your own hands without asking God about it. You know? Pride is right there when you have to be the hero. Pride is there whenever you're driven by the need to be accepted, the need to be needed, the need to be right, the need to be important, the need to be successful in everything. Whenever that you're driven like that, you, you may be about to step into the devil's pride trap. There's a, today's lesson is for all of us. See? Our first line of defense whenever we're tempted to turn away from God is to in, and, and indulge in our selfishness in some way is to move towards him instead. You see, humble yourselves. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Here's the secret of of. of Overcoming temptation. Don't fight on your own. Don't fight with your own, by your own power. Resist by surrendering yourself and running towards the Lord. Draw near by calling on him for help like I did in that apartment weak and trouble, I just help. And making use of his grace and strength that he will supply.
want you to think about that. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, I want to go into a ministry time, but before we do, <laughs> I got to take the offering. That's a crazy transition. I'm sorry, but won't we do that now? Okay. Phil will be very angry at me <laughs> if I forget the offering. <laughs> This is terrible. I, I feel so awkward that I stopped in the middle, but I want to get this out of the way so we can do some business, okay? All right, so they're going to pass the, the, uh, the baskets across. Just keep passing them down. If you have an offering or your Connect cards, drop them in there. All right? Okay. I realize that, the, you know, I'll, I'll let you in on it. I realize that this is an important time, you know, uh, of, of why, why I think the Lord gave me this message for, for this morning. And I didn't want to, uh, I didn't know how to f do this. <laughs> so I figured, let's get this out of the way so we can go back to that. Amen. All right. Are we good? All right. Lord, Lord, thank you for your word. This is a tough word, right? This is not, this is not the milk. It's so simple, but this is it. If we get this right, we'll be better off. If you get this right, this whole thing about humility, I can't think of a more import, important thing that we need to, to be aware of is humility. We live in a culture where humility is scoffed at. We don't even know what humility is. You know, we, we, we've lost all concept of humility. You know, social media and all this celebrity stuff and everything, we've lost it. But I tell you, Jesus was humble. Jesus humbled himself. He was humility personified. He embodied humility. He gave himself up, became nothing. How much more? We have to follow that. And the Father lifted him. There are a number of you who are, who are caught in the devil's pride trap, and you don't even know it. There's a number of you that don't know how to ask for help. You're in trouble, but you don't know how to ask for help. Something stops you. You know how to give help. You know how to receive help. That's pride, masking itself as some false humility or something. There's, there's, there's a number here that are obsessed with their looks. They laugh. They don't like the, when they look in the mirror, they don't like what God created. And it's, you, you work at it, you work at it, it's an obsession. You don't accept yourself. You have to look good. It's pride. 
It's going to draw you away from relationships. It's going to draw you away. There, 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 I, I think that there's an, you know, at least one, but there's a young people who have, have a rebellious nature. You, you like being rebellious. It's kind of like a badge of honor. You carry it with you. You like being a rebel. You like knocking heads with authority. You like being contrary. It makes you feel good and important. It separates you from the others. I'm the rebel. It's pride. You're stepping into a trap. Pride is subtle and dangerous, something we battle every day, even if we don't realize it. You see, the tricky thing about pride is that pride hides pride. It's hard to see that you're prideful. It's, it's easy to see pride in others, but it's hard to see pride in, with yourself because pride blinds us. Your own pride casts a spell over it, making, you, making self-examination, making being honest with yourself impossible. Well, almost impossible. I say almost because your battle against pride, you know, in your battle against pride, you have Christ who loves you, even in the middle of your, your, your own pride, your own foolishness. He loves you no matter what. He loves you. See? He loves you so much that he's given you his Holy Spirit to help you rid, you know, to, to, to rid you of pride from the most hidden inner parts of your life, of your soul. Let him. See? Our weapon is humility. Like David in Psalm 139 Humbly allow the God's Spirit to examine you, even now, today, <clears throat> in the next few moments. Let his light shine on those hidden parts of your life that you're not even aware of, maybe. Those hidden places of your life where the devil has trapped you, is deceiving you. So you can confess it, repent, and submit yourself to the Lord. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive, any wicked, any prideful way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. I want you to sit for a moment, all of us, we're just in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of a, Lord, a God that loves you, wants you to be free, wants you to have a good life. It's not an easy life, but you can be good. 
I want you to know that. Don't be defensive. Don't be afraid to be, to, you know, to, to take a look. Allow the Lord to search you. And if you realize that there's something here, if the Lord starts to poke at you this morning, just offer it up to him. If, while, as I've been talking, you're realizing, huh, huh, you laugh, yeah, I, I, I think that might be me, you know, I mean, you know. Or maybe you've known about this, but you've resisted, resisted, resisted. Don't resist anymore. Give in. So come, Holy Spirit. I want everybody to just close your eyes, all right? Just close your eyes. And as best you can, open yourselves to hearing. Open yourselves to letting him in and inspecting your heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Only you can pierce the mysteries of our hearts, the hidden places in our lives, the places where the enemy might be trying to control us, to deceive us, to trap us. Come now, Holy Spirit. I open myself to you. I give myself to you. If there be a wicked way, a prideful way in me, show me. Show me. In the name of Jesus, come. Show me. So I can submit. So I can surrender. And draw near to you. Come and draw near to me now. your eyes closed but as a as an uh, there's something about exercising faith doing something that 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 kind of indicates that we're gonna we're taking a step of faith and it takes faith to open yourself like this it takes faith to to allow God to inspect you it takes faith trust and I'm you know here's here's, again don't look around because this is a personal thing but if, if God is speaking to you, if you, if you, if you right now realize that you might have your foot in the trap, the pride trap, and God, you want him to, to, to set you free from that, okay? Raise your hand for a moment. Yeah, oh, I see. Go ahead. Okay, put it down. That's just, an act, just, that's just a, like a confession. You know what I'm saying? That's the first step in, in this thing. There's a number of people here. Would you all stand? There's a prayer that uh, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> as a pastor, I'm going to say a prayer, but we're going to agree. If you listen to these words, they could become your words, and we can agree that this is our prayer, okay, together. Just listen to my, my words, this prayer, and and. and 
and as you listen, just make them, you know, as you agree, yes, yes, just make it your own. All right? Lord, search me and know my heart. Examine me. Shine your light on me. Help me not to give in to pride. Remind me that pride makes me vulnerable to the devil. Help me to resist pride and also resist the devil. Grant me a spirit of humility in all that I say, in all that I do. Help me to trust you more than I even trust myself. Help me to always remind myself that pride puts a separation between you and me. And humility causes us to draw closer and closer together. My heart's desire is to be close to you, Lord. So help me not to let my selfish pride deceive me and get in the way of our relationship. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, cleanse me from my sin. Forgive me and set me free from from the pride that is trying to trap me. In Jesus' strong and powerful name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you need further prayer for anything, right, the presence of the Lord is here. Grace is filling this room. And if you're here and you have a need, maybe it's something that's been stirred up by the sermon, or maybe you're here and you have another need, maybe a physical need. There's going to be people here, prayer team, ready to serve you and pray with you. Okay, so before you leave, right, if you need prayer, come on up, and we're going to just dismiss, right? Go in God's blessing. Go in confidence that Jesus got your back. But you're going to have to trust him. Be humble. (laughs) Draw near. God bless.